Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Here you go. Here you go. Game six, nothing personal word of the day. It is November 3rd, 2023. Happens to be the 27 year anniversary of my first ever marathon in 1996 to the New York Marathon on November 3rd of 96. And that is what started, started on a bet. Someone bet me in March of 96 that I couldn't run a marathon. They were right. I went to run a mile and couldn't even do it. But six months later, I did it. I won that dollar and been running ever since. It's also one day before one of our most loyal listeners' birthday, someone named Sean. Happy birthday to you, Sean, tomorrow, November 4th. But now we are talking about game six tonight between the Texas Rangers and Arizona Diamondbacks. We have Jordan Montgomery on the mound going against what should be an amazing game because it's Arizona's best pitcher, Merrill Kelly. What's fascinating about this game, of course, is that you have the opportunity, if Arizona gets this, they get into a seventh game and they could come all the way back from 3-1, which has only been done seven times. So make sure we tune into that. Will Marte continue his 21 game hit streak? That's another thing we could talk about. The fact that the ratings need a boost so far, the first five games were the lowest rating of all the World Series. But as this series extends, that's what'll make it better. And you've got executives from Fox who are telling you that, hey, we're not totally despondent that the ratings are so bad, but it's long series that make the difference. It's also having different teams in the World Series. So either Texas or Arizona will win the World Series and that will be good for baseball because it's not the same markets over and over. That's sort of the argument that small market teams would have. Okay, so what? Right. Sorry, Coca. Wait, I'm in the wrong document. I'm in the wrong document. Started over. I was in the, uh, I was in the, oh, sh okay. Four. I, okay. Just, we'll do it again. It's only been two minutes. Okay. Four, eight, 69. Free agency. That's the nothing personal word of the day. It is November 3rd, 2023. It is the off season of Major League Baseball. And all we're gonna be talking about is free agency, but I wanted to give you, as we head into the off season, the World Series is a distant memory. Thank God for many people. Five games, Fox executives came out and had to defend the World Series ratings, which were announced as game five was the highest rated game, but the overall series was the lowest rated World Series ever. The fewest number of people watched it, though game five did get over 10 million. 
but a couple of nuggets that they want you to know from a PR standpoint. Number one, it's always good. We're the highest rated show in prime time. That's important. Live sports, even baseball, will beat anything other than other live sports that involve pigskins. Secondly, Fox needs to tell you, while the ratings were low, and we're disappointed that the ratings were low, that said, it was a short series. And the bump we saw in game five, that will continue to increase in longer series. So we just got unlucky. Then they're gonna tell you, having regionally loved teams in the World Series like Texas and like Arizona, that's fine, no problem, not ideal. But on the other hand, does everyone really wanna see the Mets Yankees or the Dodgers Yankees? Of course, that would make for better ratings, bigger cities, more eyeballs, but the ability for all cities to believe that they can win, that matters more. Fox sounds like a bunch of MLB mouthpieces saying those words. Parity, competitive balance, different World Series champion every year. Yeah, because it's random AF because it's so hard to win it because you need so much luck and you need to be hot, etc. What was most interesting about Fox coming out with the ratings for the World Series is that it just so happened to be on the same day as an earnings call. Here's what an earnings call is. Anytime that you have a public company, which means there are people who own your shares, you have to quarterly announce to the world how you're doing. Of course, your numbers are all public. Eventually they're gonna find out. So what you do is you are advising investors what's going to happen and then reporting what did happen. And if you wanna be successful and get large bonuses and be rich, it's really good to be right about what you say you're gonna do. It's better to perform the way you say you're gonna perform. And if you're saying you're gonna perform negatively and you perform positively, you may say, wow, that sounds good. Why don't I under deliver all the time? That would be brilliant of me. I can say that we're gonna have a terrible quarter and then announce I had a great quarter and then I'm gonna be a hero. Well, no, that's not true because what people are buying your stock based on is what is going to happen. And then they wanna be right. They don't want volatility. So all the people are gonna say, oh no, it's way better outperform. In the real world of jobs, it's pretty good to underperform and overdeliver. No, to underpromise and overdeliver. That's good. When it comes to earnings calls, not good. But what's worse when you're having earnings calls is actually when you overpromise, underdeliver, or what you promise you deliver, and what you promised is that you're gonna have crappy financial results. So Lachlan Murdoch is the he's the new Rupert Murdoch. He's one of his sons. He has taken over Fox. And he actually had to do an entire call because he does the calls now. And he talked about baseball in the earnings call. And what he said was pretty fascinating. One would think that there's a possibility that exists that Fox would not be interested in baseball long-term. I didn't read it that way. What I read him saying is we were not happy with advertising revenue. It was a five game series. It was very little interest, very low ratings. 
advertising revenue, while I tell you is not an impact when it comes to what a network will pay for the rights to show the live sports. I've said it with John Skipper. I've said it on Nothing Personal, the sporting class with Levitard, with Pablo. Advertising revenue is a nice bonus. What baseball provides to Fox is bulks of programming and bulks of wins during prime time when otherwise they would not. It enables them to deliver across their platforms hours, content, eyeballs. Is it greater than the NFL? No. Does it need to be? No. It's priced exactly where it should be. MLB doesn't get the rights fees that the NFL gets. And the reason is it doesn't have the cachet. It doesn't have the economic advantage that the NFL has. The engagement, both the sponsorship advertising engagement, but also all the other ancillary things that come with bigger numbers. A normal Monday night football game has more eyeballs than a World Series game. Does that matter? Not in terms of the baseball deal, but in terms of the vig between the baseball deal and the football deal, it certainly does. So I don't believe that Fox is going to drop baseball by any stretch. I do believe that they voiced their disappointment in their earnings call as they should have. I do believe that it's embarrassing to baseball to have that sort of rating. And therefore, what baseball will do is they're going to move on from this year's World Series as quickly as possible. They want to start telling you about the positives of the season. They are getting into award season where they can talk about bring Ronald Acuna back into the mind frame of people. Bring Shohei Otani's name back in as he wins MVP. Talk about Cy Young. Talk about hot stove. That is the type of thing that baseball wants to start. So I'm going to help them because I love baseball. And I'm going to give you right now the top five storylines of this offseason. Number five, the A's and Tampa Bay stadium situation. While it might bore you to tears, it is quite an important storyline for owners because they can't head toward expansion. They can't head toward additional revenue unless they deal with Tampa and Oakland and you thought they were all dealt with. Tampa Bay announced a stadium deal in St. Pete, done, done, done. Are you sure? The A's announced that they're going to Vegas and there's gonna be a vote here in the next two weeks the first owners meeting after the season, there will be a vote on the A's relocation. They will get approved to relocate, but that won't be the end of the A's story. MLB will try to make it the A's story, the end of the A's story though. They don't want talk about Oakland. They don't want talk about Tampa. They don't wanna have you thinking about the Arizona stadium situation or the Milwaukee stadium situation. But stadium situations always dominate offseason because that is when teams spend a lot of time dealing with the issues. So look for that as number five. Number four, you didn't think I'd do a list without Stevie Cohn, did you? The Mets payroll, that is the fourth biggest storyline to watch this offseason. Will Max Scherzer be correct in his exit interview when he was traded? They told me they're not trying in 2024. They told me they're adjusting. Steve Cohn, on the other hand, I believe will be knee deep in number one, but 
We'll see. What the Mets do with their payroll is the number four storyline. Number three, Diamond Sports Bankruptcy. That was, in my opinion, the number one storyline last offseason. And I told you that. Told you it was the biggest story of the year. The reason I've moved it to number three now is that we sort of know how it goes. We get worried all the time. Will they pay their bills? If you're running a team, are they going to pay their contract? Are they going to honor their contract? But we truly know what happens if they don't. MLB takes over. MLB does a broadcast with the same people. You have an easier way to find it because you can stream it wherever you are in your market, no problem. The only people who suffer are owners because they don't get paid what they thought they were going to get paid. And eventually players who won't get contracts that they're used to because owners will have fewer dollars to play with. So it's not the biggest story anymore, but it still is the number three story because we don't know yet. We know the Padres and Diamondbacks, but there's still about 14 other teams that have regional sports deals, and we don't know whether or not it's going to be a streaming palooza for MLB. Number two, the second biggest storyline that's going to start happening right now is the Bochi effect. Bochi is the manager of the Texas Rangers, who basically got off the couch after winning three titles with the San Francisco Giants and started managing the Rangers and won a World Series in his first year, the first ever World Series win in Texas. MLB teams are famous for being copycats. It really is something. The, the group think is something. Oh, you guys are doing the shift? Uh, owners call up their GMs and say, hey, some guy, some owner at the meeting just said they're doing this shift thing. Look into it. Hey, you know, Team X is batting their best player second. Hey, GM, why aren't we batting our best player second? It's a total copycat league. Bruce Bochy is not a new school manager. He's an old school manager. There are six openings currently. The San Diego Padres do not have a manager. The Cleveland Guardians, the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, the New York Metropolitans, the Houston Astros, and the Milwaukee Brewers. Six teams, no managers. What will be the Bochi effect? Will we see Buck Showalter get another chance? Will we see Joe Madden get another chance? Will we see first-time managers who are totally analytic, totally front office-based? Or are people going to say, you know what? We went too far. We got too involved. We had such puppets down in the manager's office that we're going to bring back people who aren't interested in being puppeted. That's going to be a big story this offseason. And the number one offseason storyline in a runaway victory is Shohei Otani's free agency. I could have said free agency in general for this topic, but then I would have told you that that means the Blake Snell free agency is really the biggest storyline, or the Josh Hader, or the Clayton Kershaw, or the Aaron Nola, or the Cody Bellinger, or the George Soler. No, that would not be number one worthy. This year's free agent class is, eh, at best, not much depth, but at the top, is the number one free agency story, as we talked about yesterday, in the history of baseball. It will dominate the postseason headlines. It will dominate the offseason headlines, is what I meant. 
And as soon as he signs, it... can you imagine if you're a team who gets Shohei Otani, what that press conference will be like? The attention that you will now have from Japan, the attention you'll have from sponsors here in the U.S., the excitement you'll have. I just read yesterday, Coca, that Dame Lillard, while the Bucks are off to a tough start, though they start the play-in tournament, who's not excited about the play-in tournament? Raise your hand. Did you even know it starts tonight? Here's what you're going to notice when they play tonight in the play-in tournament. I think what you're going to notice is you may not recognize the court, but you'll recognize the game, you'll recognize the players, and then you'll look tomorrow and you'll say, wow, that counted in the regular season standings. So now I have to look at two different sets of standings, like the group standings and then the regular standings. Does it really matter if I don't win the in-season tournament? This is going to be interesting. Why was I talking about the in-season tournament? Why did that even come to my mind, Coca? Weren't we just talking about free agency and Otani? Oh, how exciting it will be for anyone who signs Otani and what that press conference will be like. When someone signs Aaron Noel, it's going to be good, but it's not a game changer. Then we were talking about Dame Lillard. That's what it was. Dame Lillard has moved the needle for the Milwaukee Bucks while their team has not yet performed as well as they expect, but it's early, very, very early. Dame Lillard, they came out with and said that you've got, I called it the play-in, I meant in-season tournament. Thank you. Have I called it the play-in this entire time, Coca, or just one time? It's the in-season tournament, not the play-in. The play-in is obviously before the playoffs come. I think people knew what I meant, but I'm glad you clarified it. It's Friday, baby. We are 28 minutes away from a weekend. Everybody's, what were we just talking about? Shohei Otani, no, Dame Lillard. The amount of money the Bucks have made. Whoever signs Otani is going to make money immediately. It's not enough to count to cover his contract. The Bucks have not had incremental revenue that excuses paying a guy 50 or $60 million. Not even close. But certainly there is a level of excitement. There's one other free agent I do need to mention. Julio Urias is an unrestricted free agent. And I want to remind people who are new to the show, last week we had... 5.1%, thank you, that is tremendous. First time, long time callers, listeners, viewers on the Nothing Personal with David Sampson YouTube channel. We talked about Julio Urias, he is currently being investigated and he will not be signed by any team. While you may be seduced by his ability to pitch, there is nobody who will sign him. You're already getting certain players out there saying, hey, what about Trevor? Mookie Betts saying, hey, he's a great teammate. Somebody would be lucky to have him as a starting pitcher. Baseball coming out and saying, we've got to find a way to make starting pitching and starting pitchers more important, more valuable. We can't have openers. I couldn't agree more. I want starting pitchers to pitch complete games. I want them going six, seven innings. It's better for your bullpen. It's better for the game. Openers are tough in the postseason, no question. So in theory, there should be room for Trevor Bauer on a roster. NGTH, not going to happen. Urias, not going to happen. But we'll keep an eye on free agents throughout this offseason as they sign, let you know what's happening, what the contracts look like. But the one that we're all looking at and waiting for is Shohei Otani. So it's when you're waiting for something to happen, 
you're in the front office and you have a player who you want to sign and that player slots in below another free agent and you really don't want to set the market, it's like you're waiting. You're just waiting for someone else to sign the big player because you know you're not in the market to sign him. But you know that until that player signs, the player you want won't sign because he wants to just see how high he, he can be dragged up by a big signing. Waiting for someone else to do something, it hurts me. It impacts me because I'm a control guy. I want to be able to control and do what I want to do when I want to do it because I do the calculation that for business, what I'm doing at that moment is the right thing at the right time. And if you change any of those variables, it makes it suboptimal. Waiting. I've got frustration tolerance issues. I've got waiting tolerance issues. It seems to me that everybody in the Big Ten is just like me, which would make sense because I'm a Big Ten guy. I'm a Badger. I hate Michigan. Not all my listeners who are Wolverines love you, man. But Project Wolverine and University of Michigan. And that has nothing to do with Harbaugh. That has nothing to do with what's happening now where there's an investigation about sign stealing that is almost as big but not quite as what happened with the Astros. What, what happened with the Astros is a way bigger story for sure. But... This is a big story. It's got intrigue. Was there a guy in a John Voight mask on the sidelines trying to get information, videoing? Was he sending signs through lights and, and tinfoil reflections? Did Harbaugh know? Did he not know? There's an investigation. It's going to take some time. There's a new commissioner of the Big Ten, a man I've known for a very long time, someone named Tony Petiti. Tony Petiti used to be in the top three at baseball. Tony Petiti used to run the MLB network and then moved into the commissioner's office and then left the commissioner's office to become the commissioner of the Big Ten. That's a great job. He's under a lot of pressure at the moment. The main thing that's on his list is that a bunch of ADs got together, got on the phone with Tony and said, Hey, Tony, what are you doing about Jimmy? Um, guys, I'm right here on the call. Hey, hang up, Michigan. They kicked Michigan off the call to discuss Michigan. That has happened to me one time. There was a, at the owner's meeting when you are getting approved, you are not allowed to be there until you are officially approved, but you're waiting in the lobby of the hotel because you've met with the executive council, which is the council that suggests in the ownership committee, which suggests to the rest of the owners, should we approve this group? And this guy is president. Then they do a debate and then they take a vote and then someone walks out of the room and says, hey, would you, would you like to come in? And then you walk in and you get an ovation because you're now part of Major League Baseball. So you're just waiting and you feel like you're not a part of it. The other time it happens is when you're selling a team and you need a vote to sell the team and the final vote takes place. But on that one, I was allowed to stay in the meeting and stay on the call when the Marlins got sold and that was happening. But when you're not a part of something and you know they're talking about you, you go right back to your high school and elementary school, middle school insecurities. Like, I wonder what they're saying. Are they talking about me? 
it's like a big game of Survivor. The producer comes up to you and says, hey, go over there. They're about to vote you out, you idiot. No, they're not. Why would anyone vote me out? I'm the president of the Marlins. So Michigan's off the call, and the other schools are saying, hey, Tony, I don't understand what's taking so long. What Michigan did impacted games. We want them punished right now. We want them penalized. What Jim Harbaugh did, he must be suspended. The Big Ten doesn't have the power to do what the NCAA can do. The NCAA is doing the investigation right now. The reason why they want the Big Ten to act is they believe that it is egregious enough and impacted enough games that the coaches are all saying and the ADs are all saying, just do something now. There's no reason to wait. Purdue even went public with a comment. Their own head coach. They aren't allegations. It happened. There's video evidence. There's ticket purchases you can track back. I'm very glad that Purdue is on Twitter. I'm very glad that Purdue is not investigating anything I've ever done because it feels as though DP is not something that is of big importance. Due process. I understand if you want to do a preemptive suspension when you get accused of domestic violence. It's always been a tough one when there's acquittals on things that you get accused of doing. Domestic violence is one that actually is different for me because the reason why those things generally don't get acquitted is the, the person who was abused doesn't want to press charges and there's nothing the DA can do. So charges get dropped or never even formally made and then everyone says, oh, I guess the guy didn't do it when that's not the case at all. But in a situation where there's no violence towards women or violence towards men, it's about something that is illegal in terms of competitiveness. You're against the rules. There's gotta be a full investigation. You can't just have a bunch of coaches on a call say, we're angry with Harbaugh, we hate Michigan. We saw an article where the guy bought tickets to a game, that means there must be something nefarious going on. Isn't that enough? No, it doesn't work that way. There has to be a full investigation and full findings. Oh, but David, there's examples where coaches are getting hired for sexual assault and sexual harassment. They get fired immediately before full investigations. And then there's a lawsuit over termination for cause or not. Yes, Michigan State. Tucker, I get it. Do you not see the difference between those sort of situations and sign stealing? Totally different. Full investigations are required. Tony Petiti listened on the call because of course he's gonna listen. Wait to see when I tell you something's gonna happen. If it does, great. If it doesn't, fine. Either way, we'll revisit it. I'll give you a wait to see. As pressured as Tony Petiti feels, the Big Ten will not punish Michigan this season. Wait to see. All right, when we come back, we're gonna review a movie from 10 years ago. The reason we're reviewing this movie is that you, one of you watching right now on Nothing Personal with David Sampson YouTube channel, or someone who got into Twitter, David P. Sampson, asked me to watch it, and so I did. Asked me to review it, and so I am. And then we're gonna talk about what happened in crypto, in the world of cryptocurrency yesterday. Sam Bankman freed 
FTX, crypto, guess what? He's trading in his Bermudas for something in the striped variety. We're gonna discuss that and more when we come back. The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SAMSON. New customers can bet five bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SAMSON. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Nothing Personal. We are beginning of November right now, hard to imagine. 2023 is almost over. We are going to set a record this year. It will be our best year for Nothing Personal by far. Every year has been our best year. And it's because of all of you. People who are downloading, subscribing, telling your friends about it, spreading the word. We don't have a marketing budget. We get no marketing help from Metalark at all, or Levitard. So the reason we're growing is you. So thank you, keep doing that. DavidSampsonPodcast.com, new merch was out. There is No Chance Toilet Pants, Horse Hockey. Wait to see, it's all there for you as well as regular Nothing Personal, logo merchandise, holiday shopping, it's coming soon. It would make a perfect holiday, hold on, let me get it right. Nothing Personal, no, four, right? I'll do the read right now, Coco, 4869. As the holidays approach, please make sure that you go to davidsampsonpodcast.com and get your gifts for your friends and family today. Whether it is a hooded sweatshirt, t-shirt, mug, or something to hold your hot drink, make sure that you represent the show that you've come to love over the past four years. Nothing personal with David Sampson merchandise can be found on davidsampsonpodcast.com. I watch a movie every day. I love your suggestions. You know I have a list. Someone got in the podcast email 
and asked me to watch a movie called Locke. I had never heard of Locke from 2013. It's a movie with Tom Hardy. It is a movie done by the same guy who did Peaky Blinders. The entire movie is Tom Hardy in his car, taking phone calls as he's driving from point A overnight to point B and his world is collapsing. The only other movie I've seen like it was the, oh, for crying out loud, Meatloaf, Willem Dafoe filmed a movie when he was robbing an apartment and got locked inside an apartment. And the whole movie was him in the apartment. It's even, it's Ryan Reynolds did a movie when he was inside a tomb, but he was alive. To carry a full movie on your own is extremely difficult. Oh, inside, which one was that? Ryan Reynolds or Willem Dafoe? That's Willem Dafoe. That was an intense movie, Inside. We reviewed it on Nothing Personal. So the premise behind Locke is the guy's name is Locke and he's married, but there's other stuff going on. He has a job to do that he may not have to do for much longer, or he may have to do it for longer. He's got people after him for certain things, and he has no choice but to get somewhere before there's a deadline, and he keeps getting these calls. And it's not like Colin Farrell in Phone Booth, although that's another great movie. So it's an hour 25. I really liked it. I didn't think I would. I thought I'd need subtitles. I couldn't quite understand Hardy at first. And then all of a sudden, the ring of the car phone became settling to me, almost exciting to me. Who is going to call next? Because he never made outgoing calls. They just kept coming in to his car phone. It's called Lock. You may want to check it out. I didn't mind it at all. Okay, Sam Bankman-Fried. Do you know the story of Sam, son of Sam, David Berkowitz? No. Sam Bankman-Fried is not a serial killer. What he is is a person, I would call him an incel, but I actually don't know that to be the case. I would call him a fraudster. I would call him a disgraced, never financier, a person who claimed to be smart, who was moronic, a person who claimed to be the king of the party because he never went to a party. And it turns out all he was doing was stealing your money. Except you were so interested because all you heard is, oh, interest rates are low. You're not making any money. Forget keeping your money in a bank with the FDIC because you might as well keep it in your mattress. Or how about buying some crypto or some NFTs? You can be part of the cool group. Sam Bankman freed so badly wanted to be in that cool group. You think it's, it's a coincidence that he had all these celebrity endorsers? He wanted to hang out with Tom Brady because he wanted to be cool. And then you'd think he was cool for hanging out with Tom Brady. And then you'd buy and use FTX. By the way, you did. And you lost it all because he stole from you. Sam Bankman-Fried was convicted yesterday, not on one or two or three, on all seven charges that were brought against him of fraud and conspiracy. He sat there in a trial, remember how cocky he was. I'm going to turn myself in and I'm going to defend myself and I'm going to take the stand. You're going to see that I didn't know shit about shit. Everything was great. 
Don't you worry. The entire time, he was simply taking your money to make himself look rich. That's it. That's just a Ponzi scheme. Do you know that he could go to prison for 110 years? I wonder what he's going to do between now and March 28th. I wonder whether or not, can you wash under the bracelet? I'm not sure if you can. I wonder if running socks fit over it. March 28th, when he's sentenced, he's going to go to prison for decades. He didn't kill anyone. It may have led to people's killing themselves because they lost all their money. But he didn't directly kill anyone. But you know what I can't stand? Just say it. When you want to start a cryptocurrency exchange like FTX and you want to be the naming rights on the Heat Stadium and you want to do a deal with Tom Brady and hang out with Giselle and all the other things, just say, listen, I'm not exactly sure that you're going to make money doing this, but if you want to give me your money and give it a try, I'm happy to spend it on everything that will almost guarantee that you won't get a return on your money. Are you in or are you out? Wouldn't that be an amazing bit of honesty to have? And this is not an example of saying it's just business because that's A, we have 10 minutes left, but that's not the example. What Sam Bankman was not doing, he wasn't doing business. He was doing fraud. He was breaking the law. I hope he doesn't go to one of those cushy country club prisons. I hope that he goes to a place where there are people who explain in their own special language what it is that he did. See you later, Sam. Your name won't cross anyone's lips forever. And isn't that the ultimate irony of what you were attempting to do? Nothing personal pick of the day. We swept yesterday. I was nervous. We kept losing the baseball picks. We had the Steelers two and a half over the Tannenhill list Titans. We said Levi's was the quarterback. We told you the Steelers would cover. They did. And then we had the Sixers beating the Raptors by eight and a half. You were concerned about that, but they were celebrating the fact that they were without Levis. Sorry, not Levi's. Levis. Damn it. All right. Seven, 69, 84. We had the Steelers over the Titan. 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 <laughs> okay. Take three. We had the Steelers two and a half over the Tannenhill list Titans. And Levis was their quarterback. He had a fine game if throwing for 261 yards is your thing. But we covered. That's a win. Sixers crushed the Raptors. I think they won by 15. That's a cover. We're 160 and 161. Let me give you picks. Remember we said the in-season tournament starts today? It does. How excited are you? The Milwaukee Bucks and the New York Knicks. Giannis, Dame. Another game of them being together. They are favored by six and a half over the Knicks. Let me tell you why they're going to cover tonight and why you should watch it. Because they're rumblings. Rumblings that they're not working well together. Rumblings that the coach does not have the answer to get these superstars to be cohesive. It's total horse hockey that you're going to get cohesion six games into a season. But I digress. What they're going to look at tonight against the Knicks who are struggling under Tommy Thibbs, they're going to want to get it together 
and they're going to want to, on behalf of Adam Silver and their love for Adam Silver, draw positive attention to this in-season tournament, and the Bucks are going to cover. Then Sunday at 9.30, I'm going to wake up super early. It's actually not early at all. I think it's 9.30 in the morning. I'm going to have lunch in Frankfurt. I'm not going to the Chiefs-Dolphins game, but I'm going to watch it. This is the National Football League broadening its European wings. It's placing a stake in a place other than London. It is giving forewarning to the other sports. We've got Europe. Forget just England, which we already own. We've got all of Europe. And they sent two amazing teams, two six and two teams. And all I keep thinking about is how annoyed Kansas City should be for having a home game played in Frankfurt against the Dolphins in a game that could very much matter for who has home field in the AFC Championship. The Chiefs are coming off an embarrassing loss to the Broncos. Here's why the Chiefs are a guarantee to cover the one and a half over the Dolphins. Guaranteed. Andy Reid doesn't like schlepping on planes to Germany and then losing. The Chiefs one and a half over the Dolphins on Sunday. That is my lock of the weekend, but those are my two picks. When you are in the off season and you have to hire a new manager, you have to plan a press conference. When you sign a player, you plan a press conference. When you hire a general manager, you plan a press conference because it gets leaked out prior, of course, but it's called the introductory press conference. We had a very simple rule over all of my years in baseball. We had an owner, outstanding owner. He didn't like being there when people were fired. I was at every press conference announcing firings. Hirings, he liked being there because it's renewal. It's a start. It means something good's happening. He liked being at those. Owners like being at those. Just like agents like being at the press conference when a player gets signed, they don't necessarily want to be there when the player gets released. This is standard. But when you have an owner who doesn't even want to go to the introductory press conferences, it makes you say, hmm, Craig Breslow got announced as the chief baseball officer for the Boston Red Sox yesterday in a press conference attended by only Sam Kennedy, the president of the team. Now, I did do a few press conferences as president on my own, but this was a huge hire. Craig Breslow is a Yelly, a former player who we had with the Marlins, has never run a team, but has had jobs in the front office. And during his introductory press conference, he had the following to say, play it, Coca. I understand that some of you will see me as another Ivy League nerd with a baseball front <laughs> office job. It's true, I am that. But I'm also a 13-year big leaguer and a 2013 Boston Red Sox World Series champion. And I know what it takes to win here, and I'm willing to make the hard decisions necessary to deliver. We should have workshopped it with you, Craig. You know that there's no correlation between being a player and being an executive. There are, is a dumpster of players who have not been able to become successful executives. On the other hand, there are examples where the transfer of knowledge worked. 
Winning a World Series in Boston, outstanding. 13 years in the big leagues, terrific. How about mentioning and talking about the jobs you've had in front offices? That needs to be your lead. I like the self-deprecating Ivy League nerd, get the conversation away from Yale, I get it. But when you are given a main line that you're gonna use in your press conference, Craig, that says, I am gonna make the hard decisions, that's your job. That would be the equivalent of a painter upon being hired saying, and I swear to you, when I come to this job, I will have brushes. Really? That's the best you got? How exactly do you plan on doing it? Were you gonna use just rollers? How are you gonna get the little corners? When you are the GM of a team, you've got to make decisions all day long. That's all you're doing. Truly as a GM, you're choosing who you're gonna to listen to, which scouts you're gonna to listen to, how to analyze all the information you're given and make the best possible moves, who to figure out when you are gonna appease an owner or not, when you are gonna let an owner win when you're not, managing up, managing down, figuring out how much power Alex Cora does have or doesn't. There's a lot of work to be done within the Boston Red Sox organization. I am not gonna sit here and be critical of John Henry for not being at the press conference or Tom Werner. The question is, were they paying attention to Fenway Sports Group? Are they figuring out how to buy the PGA? Are they watching soccer? Are they meeting with LeBron? Trying to get a team in Vegas? There's no reason they wouldn't be at a press conference announcing their GM. The Red Sox fans and the Red Sox faithful need to feel as though you're invested. And I keep defending you by saying, you've given them four rings, of course you're invested. They didn't exactly go Chaim Bloom to Craig Breslow. It's not exactly a complete change like going from Jace Tingler to Bob Melvin. How this will work for the Red Sox remains to be seen where the Red Sox payroll goes, what their level of investment is, will they return to winning ways, and will Craig Breslow be the person to do it? Can he be the next Chris Young, the World Series winning GM of the Texas Rangers? Well, in a world of copycats, where it is the belief that the smarter the person is, former player or not, bring them in, let them do their thing analytically, and they will all of a sudden be a world champion? That's a big if, because the problem with being a copycat is you're late to the party. I'm gonna, well, I'm gonna make a very hard decision right now. I am going to decide in about 120 seconds which movie I'm going to watch today. But I'll tell you, as the host of Nothing Personal, working closely with Matthew Coca for all these years and episodes, I will make the hard decision because it's just business. Have a great weekend. This is nothing personal. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. 
Tim Hortons new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply.